Amused Boosh is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. Welcome to batch number nine. My name is Abby. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be in the moment at one of our Amused Bouche food battles? Today's episode was recorded live from inside Battle Headquarters, also known as Jen's Kitchen, for Battle Summer. This battle is all about using seasonal produce at the peak of deliciousness. So let's jump right in, shall we? Sit back, relax, and enjoy the many ambient sounds that our microphone picked up. We'll start with our uh, with our cocktail. So this was a submission for me, and in my googling, Wimbledon mm. does a uh, like a British cocktail, at, and it's called the Pim's Cup. Mm-hmm. And so this was a, a fruit based one because I originally was like strawberries and cream. Like what yeah. can I do with strawberries? Well, and so, you went to the farmers market, so uh, yeah, it's six a.m. this morning. The best yeah. time to go to a farmers market. Yeah, top that shit off with yeah. lemonade. Well, so I was saying I've had a Pim's Cup before, and I wasn't a huge fan. I think because. In general, like orange is not my favorite thing. Right, me neither. So it can be a little. It's just pins and then lemonade traditionally, I think. But the addition of the the strawberry, not only in in the puree, but in the frozen strawberries that you you have standing yeah. in as ice cubes, yeah. which is fucking brilliant. Uh, the addition of the mint, I think, brightens it up for me a lot, and yeah. it's just a delightful little summer cocktail. I'm really happy. This is my first time trying pins at all. I've never done it. Did before. you taste it on its own? I smelled it on its own. Taste it on its own. Okay. See what you think. All right, hold Let's on. Let's do that. Let's oh. do that right now. We're doing it. So, uh, like, right off the bat, like, it doesn't smell anything but, like, orange rind, you know? Ah. Yeah, it tastes like... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes exactly... Also. That's the first time you've gotten to see me viscerally react to anything. That is the... That's what I do. It's worth it. Boy. So... Now just tasting the pims all on its own, there's this really forward bitterness, the same that you get from like an orange rind, yeah. but like way more in your face up on the back of my palate. And in the cocktail, I taste that, but it's so much more subtle. It's been yes. balanced by the lemonade, by the mint, by the strawberries. And as these strawberries are melting into the drink too, mm-hmm. it's just making it more and more fruit forward. And I love it. All right. So Jacob, on the Caprese mm. cups, talk to us about your entries. I made Caprese cups, so uh, I was. It's the easiest one to make. It is all prep, which is my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. So it's um, the frozen phyllo cups. You didn't make them. On I didn't. Your own? I didn't laminate all that phyllo dough and then <laughs> shape it into little um, little clam shells. So disqualified, right? Disqualified. Um, yeah, we'll let it pass. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Oh, you you made the bread. I we'll have that on entry. You made the potatoes. I grew the potatoes from earth. No. Oh, um, I didn't. I didn't milk the cow to make the cheese either. Damn um, it. All right. So it's uh, it's phyllo dough cups baked for like I don't know two minutes, and then some mozzarella, little cubed up mozzarella, um, cherry tomatoes halved, shredded or what's the name of what? Julienne. No, it's chiffonade. Uh, uh, uh basil, and then uh, drizzled with a balsamic reduction. And they, uh, I don't know how everybody else does it, but it, it all goes in at once. It's a, it's oh, a yeah. one bite thing. Otherwise, it just falls apart. I mean, yeah, the phyllo dough is just going to shatter. So, so if you don't have it's it nice all to in just, one bite, yeah, just throw it all, just throw it back. 
Well, and the balance is really nice because you didn't overload it with anything. What you did overload <laughs> is the basil, which to me is like the standout. You Great can get most of those ingredients around the, the calendar year. <clears throat> but basil right now to me is like what I want an overpowering amount of. Oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, gosh. It's the perfect single bite because it's sweet from the balsamic and from the tomato and crunchy and flaky and um, creamy. Fresh can't. but indulgent. Yeah. All right, so I did a, a dish that I never would have thought I would do, um, a potato salad, which is like pretty traditionally summer, but I don't normally give a damn about potato yeah. salad, but when I was sort of toying around with recipes, I was mainly looking for how I could use fresh summer corn without just putting it on the grill or leaving it sort of as is. Right. So one of the things that popped up in the Pinterest world was this fresh summer corn and fresh herb potato salad. And it's got all the makings of a regular ass potato salad, you know, Duke's mayonnaise. Uh, I use red potatoes and I, I love the skins potato. on cause they're nice and creamy still. Um, fresh dill, fresh basil, and then that fresh summer corn, celery and onion in there. And I used apple cider vinegar, which adds a really nice bite. And I think the dill in there really speaks the same language as that. So yeah, when we made this last night, because as most salads go, it's better the next day. Yeah. So <laughs> made it last night, took a bite of it. And Jeff and I were both like, whoa, that's more than I expected out and of any. it warm, right? Oh, yeah. And oh. I, I did toy with the idea of heating it back up, but I didn't want to mess with the mayonnaise component <laughs> in there too much. So, but yeah, um, a solid potato salad. I think that's going to go into the regular rotation for me because it was I, yeah. also super freaking easy. I got to say, when I took my first bite, Yes, all the flavors are there. It's got every possible texture that you're looking for. In the same way we were describing the crazy cups, like it's it's the perfect bite. Um, and at first, I was like, "There's egg in here, right?" Mm -hmm. Like like a lot of potato salads are also egg salads for some reason. They're like, "Let's just salad yeah. it all together. Let's Mayonnaise add macaroni and, and call it a day." <laughs> um, but no, it's because you you not only kept some of the pieces of baby red potato like whole, but mm -hmm. also there are little smaller pieces throughout. So you're not eating like one hunk of anything. You have a lot of different textures going on and yep. it emulates a little bit of an egg, but not in an off-putting way, people who hate eggs. There's a there's a, a thing with potatoes when you're either doing like a mashed potato or some other kind of like cooked potato, which is I guess how you normally eat it, but where you want to get the pieces the exact same size so that they cook evenly. With this, I intentionally did some bigger and obviously made sure that the bigger ones were cooked through so it wasn't just yeah. chewy and, and crunchy. But I, I intentionally wanted some of them to break down a little bit more and some of them to be left a little bit more textured. So I like the balance in there because it's sort of, I mean, even we had some leftover last night and I turned it into like a quick mashed potato. Yeah. And also, how were those? Delicious. Yeah. I mean, essentially the, the mayonnaise is taking the place of like sour cream in a mashed potato. It's like, yeah. Much. It's almost the way you would do potato soup with... you. You want to kind of mash it and puree it, but leave chunks. I mean, at least I want chunks. Otherwise, yeah. it's just liquid potatoes. Yeah. Um, you blitz some of it in the blender, leave, leave some, some of the chunks in there, yeah. and that's good. And I didn't realize there was corn in there until you said it. And oh, that's yeah. what's adding the kind of creaminess to yeah. it from all the starch and, and the corn. And um, I generally don't like anything called salad that's mayonnaise-based. So it's pretty good. And they could take the apple cider at the end of it. Ooh. Yeah. Sing. Isn't nice he such a great sing. actor? He really <laughs> didn't even know that he hated um, Also, I cooked the corn in the same water that I cooked the potatoes yes. in. Yes. So that starch from the corn great. definitely got in there. Yeah. Yep. What a great oh, idea. Oh, you got to save that starch water. I mean, it was in the recipe, but I did that. It wasn't <laughs> my idea, but I followed the recipe. 
is maybe the brightest potato salad I've ever had in my life. It's a bright potato it's salad. It's got a full ride scholarship to Harvard. Well, and uh, we're going. And for how much there is in there, I feel like for most potato salad, they overcompensate a with a lot of mayonnaise. Yeah. There's really yeah. not that yeah. much because, again, a That's lot of the problem. ingredients <clears throat> sort of helped break down and make that creaminess. So you didn't need to add a whole lot more of it to get the texture that you wanted out of it. Yeah. That's, why the, that's, what, that's the issue is that most of the things that are the mayonnaise-based salad, it's way too much mayonnaise. Just glob of mayonnaise. Yeah. Like yeah. Mayonnaise that I can tell is there. It needs to be some places because, yeah. like a sandwich... Without mayonnaise, it's dry, yeah. but I shouldn't be able to taste mayonnaise. That's wrong. That's where <laughs> you and I differ. Mayonnaise is a perfect, perfect food. All right, one more battle entry. What we got? Yeah, all right. So um, we have here um, my favorite summer vegetable is asparagus. A lot of people have strong opinions about asparagus. Either they've had it in such a way that it is always mush or it is overly pungent or something or it's too woody, right? Some people think that it's just like way too chewy. At the end of the day, if you cut off the right point on yep. asparagus, which the trick is, you just be- yeah, you just bend one, and wherever it snaps, cut them all right there. That's pretty much the natural point of it. But I am a big fan. Like when I go to the farmer's market and I look for asparagus, I like younger asparagus, yeah. thin the shoots. Thin ones, they yes, evenly. they cook so much more evenly. Yeah. So I decided to make um, an asparagus tart. So instead of just doing what I always do, which is like, you know, roasted, grilled, or, um, you know, tossed in olive oil and, and something like that, I decided to make an asparagus tart. Um, so we have a puff pastry sheet um, that's been rolled out. There is fontina and gruyere um, here on the base here. A oh, uh, little bit of egg yolk in there. We've got some shallot. Again, another great, not quite an onion flavor onion oh, yeah. uh, in the onion family. And then, you know, there's just a little bit of nutmeg, again, to feed off of the nuttiness that's already in a gruyere. Yep. Um, and then so I essentially blanched really quickly in boiling water the asparagus, and then I, I shocked them in an ice bath, took them out, dried them out, and then, then as I was baking the puff pastry, laid them out on top of the cheese, let it, you know, bubble up for about 12, 15 minutes in the oven, brought it out, and so now it's just beautiful. I think it's just one of the easiest, most beautiful of things. things. That, like, I don't want to mess with it because it's so pretty. Okay, well, I want to hack it up. The good news is it's puff pastry, right? So it's so light. And again, the asparagus has been blanched, so it should be able to cut through really easily. I have about half of the asparagus left over at home, which I had tossed. I did toss the asparagus in olive oil, salt, and pepper before putting it on as well. So they, on their own merits, have a lot of flavor. Um, but yeah, it should be uh, should be fun. And it's good served hot where the cheese is still bubbly and, and you know, runny. Or it's really good still at room temperature um, where the cheese is just holding on to the asparagus. You just can't, uh, you can't fail. Love it. Can all right. Give it a shot? Let's all give it a shot. Go on, Jen. Give this a taste. Jeff, give this a taste. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yay. That was delicious. Mm. Tell me about it. Tell me what no. you like about it. Validate me. The cheese is so indulgent. But the freshness of the asparagus, it's still a little bit crunchy, so it's not, that's the balance, right? Especially with yeah. the thin ones, is not cooking them to mush, but getting the right texture so there's just enough bite, but it's not going to like, you're not going to pull away the whole stalk when you take a bite yeah. out of it. You could absolutely, with very young, thin asparagus, do this without ever blanching it or anything. You could absolutely put it on the pastry and be done. It'd be good. But I like the way that you did this because it feels like you let the puff pastry and the cheese like have its moment. Mm-hmm. And then just adding the asparagus there at the end. Oh, man. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. I could definitely see, you know, I could get feedback about this that says, 
this could feel more like a fall food, right? Because it's got some really nice warm nutty flavors in it and it's got puff pastry and it's a baked tart, but I don't care. It's asparagus, so shut up anyone who thinks that. Talk to me about the cheese again because it's perfect. Yeah, so this is a combination of Fontina and Gruyere. So Fontina, a wonderful melting cheese. Some of the best pizzas I've ever had are with Fontina, right? It's just... It's not your mom's mozzarella. Mm -hmm. It's great. And then Gruyere has such a nuttiness to it, yep. which is a Swiss cheese. Uh -huh. um, and so adding those two together, you add the great meltiness and the nuttiness, and then you add just a little bit of grated nutmeg in there too to feed off of the, the big flavors that are already showing up. And yeah, it's a winner. And, and I'm going to try, try it. it. Yeah. This is delicious. Like nutty, a little peppery, right. creamy, crispy. It's a lot of fun. Super fun. And again, like a tart is the way to go if you want to impress. Like make this for like the app or the main and then make an apple tart where you just slice pieces of apple, lay them across, literally bake it with butter on top and you're done. It is perfect. I love a tart. Let's talk about protein. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, let's talk got, protein. Man? Yeah, so when I learned that we were doing a summer battle and that we were doing it on home turf, I figured using the home field advantage would make perfect sense to use the grill. I bought a new grill, when was it, back in May? With the sole intent of making you grill stuff all summer. And it, you have not disappointed. My favorite thing to do is go grocery shop and buy a bunch of stuff that I would like to have grilled. And then Jeff, at the end of the day, will grill it all. Oh. It is perfect symbiosis. And I feel like we've really come to a, a nice little pattern here. So this is an extension of that. It works out well. Yeah, so it's an extension of that. Um, and we're basically combining something that's tried and true. So for me, this is a flank steak. Yeah. I really like taking a really boring man piece of meat and doing fun things to it and making it delicious. It's also cheap meat. It's kind of nice. Oh, uh, this one came from Publix. I say this because I bought it yesterday. <laughs> so I had a couple of stops on the grocery store um, run yesterday i got a what was it uh, a skirt steak from lidl which is super cheap and we've had them before and they're great um, but you specifically asked for flank steak um and this what for the size was not terrible but talk to me about why flank steak yeah um it is a delicious big piece of meat to share with a bunch of people it is really good with sauces like this delicious uh, Argentine-inspired chimichurri that Yum. we got over here. What's in chimichurri, though, Jeff? So we've got some fresh parsley. We've got some fresh oregano. We've got some not-as-fresh oregano. We've got some garlic, some crushed red pepper, uh, balsamic, and olive oil and salt. I just have to smell this. Oh, I man. to give it a shot. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you can even like... smell the balsamic, but it's not outright... I think it's only there because I just ate something with balsamic, but like, it's like just so herbaceous enough and very herby. Uh, the garlic in there. Can I get that as you smell? This is the chimichurri. That's gonna go on our flank. That's steak. gonna go on the flank. Mm -mm. <laughs> it smells like carabas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's garlic so herbaceous. And yeah. Um, can I, I asked him to please leave out the cilantro. Thank you. Now, no not not every chimichurri has cilantro, but some of them do. So I very much appreciate that you you made that adjustment for me if you were thinking about putting it in. But um, again, in the future, like I'm gonna try it. I'll absolutely try it. Now, tell me a little bit more. So one thing that I love about flank steak is how easy it is to cut because mm -hmm. the grain is just right across in a diagonal. Yep. It is pretty obvious where the grain is. Uh, I think cooking it to like a like a medium rare on the grill is fantastic. Yeah. Slicing it. And again, serving it to like a, a bunch of people, super easy. So I'm going to serve that on a bed of grilled leeks. Leeks I'm not as familiar with, so we're kind of experimenting with the leeks. Yes. But I figured that would be like a good base for it. Uh, well, and we tried them the other night and they're like nice and oniony, but not overpowering. Well, that's the best thing about a leek is the fact that you can have this onion flavor 
as yeah. a, a whisper. Of, yeah. and it pays homage to an it's onion without being sweet, right? Yes, and still has the same notes, but it's not overpowering, and it doesn't stick around forever as yeah. if you're eating just a big piece of onion. Mm. They're still crunchy. No, we should make leaf things more often. Oh, this chimichurri is the bomb. Oh my god. Yep. This steak is killer. Yeah, that's perfect. This texture is perfect. He complains about the the grill not getting hot enough, but every steak that I've had that you've cooked on it has been like completely perfect, medium rare, nice char on the outside. <laughs> like what was different about this one from the one that you were like not super happy with the other night? I would have absolutely loved this if it had a bit more of like an exterior char. I understand that. And so, oh, for dessert, I'm also going to be doing some grilled peaches. Yum. Uh, mm. the peaches at the grocery store, I could smell them when I came down the aisle. Like, that's where good. we're at. Yeah. So, got a few of those. We're going to do um, some vanilla ice cream. I think I'm going to steal some of that balsamic reduction over there. Yep. And, uh, yeah. We actually talked about it earlier. She goes, I'm thinking about doing ice cream and peaches, and I'll, I'll make a balsamic reduction. So, I had to immediately send her a photo to be like, don't. I'm literally doing it as we speak. So we've been doing a serious mind meld this week. We and really been, have. I've been having a great time. So. <laughs> I also um, love the fact that I am currently wearing earrings that you gave me that are a fork and a spoon. And part of me wants to like start using them to like try things like, yes, I have my own fork. Oh, yeah. I have my own spoon. BYOF. It's a, yeah. it's also portion control because they're very small. <laughs> they're so tiny. <laughs> yeah, whoever decided on the uh, spice mix that we use on these. Yeah. It was cinnamon and sugar. Cinnamon and sugar, baby. That's it? That's the way. It's Mm. Did you get that perfect combo bite? Mm. Oh God, these peaches are perfect. A little bit of ice cream melting oh, yeah. down. Mm. I'm going to get a little bit of this little... What mm. is this nut combo we got here? So, nope. Uh, almonds, black pepper, cher like dried cherries, apple, mm. black pepper. The black pepper on there, I think, is what I was aiming oh, man. for. Cause it's yep. It was a professional grade, my friend. This was a team effort. Mm -hmm. Jeff, Jen, you guys, what a perfect way to end battle summer. Grilled peaches. Yeah. This is good work. With ice cream, nuts, Ooh. little mint, balsamic drizzle. Mm -hmm. I'd like to take this opportunity to go ahead and do a, a Charlotte shout out. Oh, okay. Uh, my Charlotte shout out is for Legion Brewing. Okay. Their food, not oh. only are their drinks yeah. great, their food is unparalleled in the brewery scene. Holy crap. We've tried so many things. Now that we've moved closer to Legion, we've decided it's our place. We are going to go there all the time and try everything. Yeah. And so we tried some flatbreads that were killer. Yep. Um, we had like the Southwestern flatbread. Mm -hmm. We had margarita a ones. margarita. They were incredible. We tried like the Korean short uh, beef short rib tacos mm -hmm. that were mm -hmm. great. Um, we have had their pretzel multiple times now. Incredible. But what I really want to shout out today and highlight are their baked wings. Now, I was just telling you, Jen, about this the other day because once I had them, I couldn't stop talking about yeah. them, right? And so Jacob just reminded me the fact that they serve these baked wings with honey, either a spicy or a regular, like honey. And it was the most incredible thing of my life. I don't know how they're seasoning them, but they've got an incredible flavor on their own. They are baked, but they they have great texture to them. Yeah. They stay moist. They're not like overly... Um, totally powdered with like baking powder yeah. to dry it out. You know, I do that a lot at home and I like want that crispy shatter, mm -hmm. but I lose a lot in the, in the process. These stay so moist, but still have good like crunch on the outside. And then the fact that you can dip it in this spicy honey, it just changed my life. And the whole way I like, we had ranch on the side or blue cheese. You do need not that. need it. Yeah, do not want it. It is perfect on its own. Are we other thing, we get these pretzels and the pretzels have this like shaved flaky it's salt. Flaky it's almost like Malden salt, salt, but it's smaller. 
So I'll just good. lick it. Like I'll, I have a problem where I would just. I'm gonna die very young. I, I think. Is, I, I mean, livestock bad. have salt licks, so why couldn't yeah, you? Why can't I? Well, yeah, I'm basically also, a cow. You, you they also you just eat grass, so if you did that, you'd probably need salt licks too. Ooh. I know. <laughs> Every um, party has a pooper. That's why we invited you. Party pooper. <laughs> Another local shout out is the um, the stock market in Concord. Tell us about the stock market. The stock market is an enormous meat market in Con- I mean, like if you want like alligator, ostrich, or you, <laughs> or if you actually, I'm laughing because Jen just poured her glass of wine into her cocktail to make it better it because still, it was thin. The cocktail was done. I was pouring my Chardonnay over the onto, strawberries. Yes, strawberries. the strawberry flavor sounds That sounds delicious. Right, no, I'm not judging. I'm, I'm impressed. Um, but it, uh, it's one of the few places around where you can legitimately get, if you want like a 15 pound brisket, you're not going to get it at the grocery store because they unless don't sell them unless you're at Costco unless you can get a very nice brisket actually but this isn't about Costco this is about the stock market local it's local mm-hmm. and it's cheaper than the grocery store and there is an attached barbecue restaurant where you can get some very nice uh brisket burnt ends a burnt end sandwich and it's very nice they have a satellite restaurant up in Salisbury as well in downtown Salisbury at least last time I checked I haven't been up there since uh funny thing that's going around Uh (laughs) um but yeah if if you're in the area you can scoot on up to Concord it's right on 29 they are near downtown that's Tryon you just keep going up Tryon you'll get there and it is a very good place to find uh large cuts of meat and exotic meat I'm a huge fan of exotic meat. Jen, what's the weirdest meat you've ever tried? Uh, I don't know that I've had a whole lot of like weird or exotic meats. I'm going to ask you a meat and you're going to tell me if you've had it before. Okay. okay. We're going to start with more common and then move to more rare. Okay? okay. So bison. I think I've had like a bison burger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just, you know, kind of just okay. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't, I, honestly, I don't remember much about it. Yeah, So maybe right. it seems more like beef to me okay. than I that's, would have thought. That's how I feel about it. I would absolutely substitute it. Um, venison or deer. I have had venison. Uh, we were at a place in Savannah for Jeff's birthday this year and ended up ordering, I think we tried to order an elk chop or something mm-hmm. and they didn't have it. So instead they had a, this was like, they had like a, a specialty like game meat yeah. dish every night. Um, and they did, they 86 the elk, but had venison steak. So, so I think we yeah. had a, a filet. Um, Here's another big weird animal. Try it. Well, yeah. it's just a smaller elk. They're both yeah. deer, so. It was pretty lean, and it, honestly, if you hadn't told me that it wasn't a, just, again, beef filet, I would not have known the difference. It was very lean. It was still, like, pretty tender, and the way that they cooked it was really, really nice. That sounds fantastic. And I'm now I've heard tell, and I have not been there yet, but I would like to go there at our mm. earliest convenience. The fig tree in Charlotte has Ooh. an elk chop that I would very much like to try. Okay. I'm a huge fan of elk. Anytime I go to Colorado especially, they always have elk on the menu, yep. and I'm here for it. I eat it as often as I can. Friends of mine who hunt, I ask them to, to give me venison. Um, duck is not too out of the way. You have duck oh, yeah. on a regular, right? We've yep, had yep. duck together. Open rice. That's right. We had mm-hmm. we had duck together. A whole duck. A whole duck together. Yeah, a whole ass duck. A uh, whole ass duck. Um, <laughs> what about, uh, let's go poultry. What about ostrich? I don't think I've had ostrich. Okay. What about, let's go, let's just stick to bizarre animals. Uh, kangaroo. No. Never kangaroo. Have you? I have. 
Uh, I don't really remember anything memorable about that particular moment, but that was a a weird time in my life, so who knows? Um, I've had alligator. I love alligator. Like fried. I'm a huge fan of fried alligator because to me, the way I always describe it to people is that it has the texture of fish and the taste of chicken. Yeah. When it's it's fried like that, it's tail. It's always tail. Um, But I I love alligator. I think it's fantastic. It's a great, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was like anything else, if you cut a protein and batter it and fry it. It's going to have sort of a similar vibe, but yeah, mm-hmm. like a flaky white fish. It wasn't as chewy as I expected yeah. it to be, um, but yeah, same deal. Yeah. Sort of, you know, pretty standard. What about frog legs? You know, I don't think I've had frog legs. I've had them and it was in Louisiana. Um, again, I was very young, so I don't really have a memory yeah. of it, so I would absolutely try it again, yeah. but it was just like kind of like, like chicken wings kind of thing, like little drumettes. You know, I would love to hear from our listeners in here, like what's the weirdest God, yes. protein that you've ever eaten. Maybe that's a good call-in. We'll add that to the list. Um, I completely agree with you. I think I would love to hear from our, our friends and listeners um, yeah. and call into us, um, you know, tell us what is the weirdest protein you've ever had. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know how it was prepared. What was your reaction to it? What was the texture like, especially for something Where did so you bizarre? get it and where can I get it? That is the way. Yeah. That is exactly what we want to know. So if you call us at 980-202-2660, uh, you can be featured on a future episode yeah. where we recap uh, weird foods. And we'll post the request as well. I know nobody memorizes phone numbers. In fact, I don't have ours memorized. Uh, do you? I don't. Weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, give us a call and let us know because I think as food connoisseurs, we're always interested in trying new things. I want to try new, yeah. weird, yeah. New weird, yeah. New weird, yeah. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care feels like home because video visits bring my provider to me. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com. Get ready. Broadway is returning to Charlotte. Blumenthal Performing Arts has an incredible selection of upcoming hits, including the returns of Hamilton and Wicked, plus the long-awaited Charlotte debut of Disney's Frozen and many more fan-favorite musicals and plays. Season tickets are on sale now at blumenthalarts.org slash Broadway. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care doesn't have to wait because after hours, urgent care knows accidents happen. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com. Okay, Jen, I have a brand new game for us to play. I would love to play this game. Okay, it is called Grocery Store Wine Roulette, and I made this game just for you. Oh my God. So the concept here is that I have curated for you five different wines that you can find at any regular run-of-the-mill grocery store. For me, this was Harris Teeter because we're in North Carolina. They've got a good good variety, I would say. if you bought five bottles, I venture to guess you didn't spend a whole lot. Oh, you know what? You're totally right. So basically, the point of this game is that I am going to present to you each wine, and each one, you're not going to know what it is. Okay. I'm going to have you taste it. I want you to describe it to me. Can I want you to... quiet on the set, please? Quiet on the set. Pro. 
Um, so I'm going to have you taste each one. Describe it to me. See what you're feeling. If you can try and guess the kind of wine, that's even better. Okay. Bonus points. At the end of the day, I want you to guess the price point. Okay. Okay? I have the price points. If you're within $4, let's say, yeah. then that's good. The range of these wines is anywhere from $4 to $24. Oh, boy. Okay? So I, so I went all the way out. That's a joke. I, I really went here. I wanted to, to really get things. I used everything that I know about you to curate this <laughs> set of wines. So I'm get scared get, about that. Get really excited about this. Okay. I will say, okay, so all but one of the wines came from Harris Teeter. One came from another popular grocery store. I will not say which one it is until we reveal it. Okay. Okay? I am ready. Excellent. All right. Well, our very first wine, I think, is coming out very shortly. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I thought of this in the shower. Oh, here it comes. Here's wine and number we've got, one. We've got the boys here. The boys are running wine for right, us. We're okay. on uh, flavor number Today A. Today is brought to you by the letter A. The letter A for Abby. Yeah. Cheers, okay. everyone. So, Jen, go ahead Cheers. and talk Cheers. me through this, how you do your no. whole wine process. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get my nose up in there. We'll say this is a little tough with a plastic cup. The plastic doesn't help, but in my defense, I'm a pro, so. All right, so it's a pretty standard white wine. Okay. So, this to me tastes like a pretty balanced Chardonnay. Okay. Um, I'm getting... Some stone fruit, perhaps, like a like a nectarine. There's a, a long finish. Yeah, I get the long finish for sure. Which is nice. It kind of has a second life after you take a sip of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Leonard hi. and Danny are here. They are here emotional support. I'm going to say that this is not one of the more expensive ones. Okay. I think... I think this is a Chardonnay. Okay. This is A. We're not doing this numbers. This is A. That's a. correct. I'm going to go Chard. And I think it's like a middle ground Chard. I think it's like, I'm going to say it is $11. Okay. You are correct that it is a Chardonnay. Yay! It is in fact La Crema ah, Chardonnay. La Crema. I, the reason why I wondered if this, this is like their Sonoma, you know, whole situation mm -hmm. Um, and I remember you describing oaky Chardonnays, and La Crema is one that you had mentioned yep. as being one. And so I was wondering if this was going to be something that you you felt was oaky or anything like that. It's a, the long finish for me is where the oakiness comes in. Mm. With a with a, a Chardonnay that is aged in like steel, you don't tend to get at least I don't in my experience. You don't tend to get the creamier mouthfeel that sticks around a mm -hmm. little bit more. Sort of like we were talking about with Thomas, where. It coats your mouth and it sticks around for a little bit. Yeah. That caramel note. To me, the like creaminess of an oaked Chardonnay has that same sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I absolutely get the creaminess that you had been describing now. Yeah. So I'm super grateful that I got to grab this for us and try. <laughs> and like right off the bat, you're like, oh yeah, this is a Chardonnay. So you guessed $11. Yeah. Um, you're a little bit low. Um, it is $17. These are also Harris Teeter prices. These are Harris Teeter. No, I'm, <laughs> so I'm using the Harris Teeter sale prices, by the way, to okay. make it fair. Um, so this one was $17. So you're you're not quite so in the $4 one, range. one point of two. Yeah, you're doing all right. All right. You're cool. doing good. I think this is good. I think that was not bad. And again, the way you've described it, it sounds like this is a good Chardonnay worth trying. And it sounds like it's a pretty good budget. I wouldn't drink this anytime. Absolutely. All right. Let's go to number two, if you're ready. All right. So... Off the bat, I'm seeing some bubbles. I'm seeing it is pink. Yep. So I'm assuming that this would be um, a a rosé of some kind mm -hmm. that is also um, sparkling. Mm -hmm. Sparkling rosé. 
Oh, I'm getting a lot of like peach notes mm-hmm. in there. Yep. Oh, that's super sweet. <laughs> Tell me more. What it, what does it taste uh, like? You know, I don't know because it tastes like sugar. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't. So it's like a sparkling. Um. It's like a sparkling rosé, I think, but it's super cloy sweet. I can't imagine anybody spending a whole lot of money on that. Uh, I'm going to guess, man, I hope this is cheap. Uh, I am going to guess this is the $4 one. You are right on. <laughs> this is the only one that is not from Harris Teeter. This is one of my special Abby ones that I get from Trader Joe's. <laughs> this is called Love Olivia. It is oh. a watermelon wine. Oh, it is shit. absolute trash, and I love it. Okay, it I'm tastes like nerds. Thank you. Yes, it tastes like nerds. For me, this is the best thing in the world because I just like my drinks to taste like candy. So, and it gets me super drunk at 8%. Don't worry. It will not go to waste. I have a peach one at home, which tastes like a half-melted uh, hard candy that your grandpa Whoa. passes to you at church. It's so bad. I assumed that it was a, a normal wine varietal. Uh, watermelon wine, not what I expected yeah. to guess. So. Well, I thought it'd only be fair to throw one little thing in here that would throw you for a loop. Let's start getting into things you know a lot right. about. Cool. Let's move into reds. Yes. Okay. Here we All go. right. Talk to me about All C. Right. C. So this is nice for me um, because I can tell that it's fuller bodied, but it's super Sweet. jammy, super yep. long finish. But a little bit of a bite still in the front. I get front. that. I do get that. And for me, again, not a red person by nature. It's not overly anything for me. As this a is a Zin, I believe. A Zinfandel. A Zinfandel. Um, and I, I feel this way because, again, big jam on the front. But, again, sort of a dry finish. So it's not like you just took a bite of a piece of toast with strawberry jam on it. But it's got just a little bit of that in the front, and then it sort of um, sort of blends into like this would be really good with the steak that we're gonna have. Oh, here in a little excellent. Bit. Okay, Make so a note. price point. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten the four dollar one. We have one that goes up to twenty four. I and I'll say that it it really doesn't go up to twenty four. It's twenty two. But like okay, with it so twenty two. So we'll say that's the absolute top. I want to know what the top is. Yep. I don't think this is the top. I am going to say this one is. $16. Okay. Now, if I was going to tell you you were wrong, do you think that I would be telling you you're go- you need to go more expensive or less expensive? <laughs> Try it again. Give me, give me a taste. Less. You're correct. So this is Apothic Merlot. Oh, okay. Actually, Merlot. this is a Merlot and it is $10.99. So $11. Cool. You know, I don't mind a Merlot. Yeah. I feel like Merlot gets a bad rap sometimes, but... Is it from that movie Sideways you know, where he says, I'm not going to drink any fucking Merlot? That's got to be part of it. And I think that that shaded everybody's perception of Merlot for mm. a little while, at least the layman's people yes. that we are. But yeah, the, no, the Merlot has a lot of similar qualities to me as a good Zinfandel, where it's pretty jammy and fruit forward, but it's got more character than like a Pinot Noir. So it sticks around a little bit. It's still more full bodied, but really approachable. I gotta say, I'm having a great time learning from you. There's so much to learn from me in all alcohols. But to hear you describe these things, I mean, I taste those things. And I don't know how to articulate it until I hear you say it. And I love that. And so similar for me with the bourbon, I feel like the more you learn about the things and can appreciate it for what it is, um, the the easier it is to incorporate it into your 
vocabulary. Your vocabulary, yeah. your taste. And, you know, we've got the gentleman running, like, alcohol for us, which has been amazing. Yeah. You guys are doing a great job, great clip. Um, but we're also, we've poured for you as well. You've poured for yourselves. So I'd love to hear, yeah. Jeff and, and Jacob, what are you thinking about this Merlot? So I, I poured this one, and I didn't look at the, um, the label at all. I was just trying to get the, the cork out in time. And I would not have guessed that was a Merlot. I, I Maybe I'm a, a victim of popular culture, but I was like, I don't like I like Cab Sauv, <laughs> maybe a Cab Franc, <laughs> Malbec, but this has got a very pleasant flavor. It's approachable and complex, uh-huh. so it's not well, like it's. I don't want a drink sweet. that's gonna make that's gonna challenge me most of the time. Yeah. Sometimes I like a bourbon or scotch that will challenge me, but I also like to enjoy it. And this is on that right on that level of there's a lot of flavor in there, but you're not gonna get turned off by how dry or how oaky it is. It's, I, I like this a lot. I would not have guessed That's this was Merlot. But I wouldn't have known what to guess it was because I don't have the wine vocabulary right. yet. But I would not have guessed Merlot because I've had bad Merlot. And the price it. itself is very approachable yeah. as well. It, this is a completely, oh, you know, affordable wine for, for everyone to describe it. Jeff, I'd love to know what you think this too. This is a great Tuesday evening wine to have with like simple dinner. So like if we were going to hang out and like, I don't know, even like a, like a, a frozen pizza or something like that. Yeah. Like, this would be a fantastic wine to pair with a frozen pizza. I love that. Again, I think yes. the word, the operative word for this one is approachable. Approachable. I, absolutely. This is an everyman's red wine. Fantastic. This is good. I mean, it's got enough, like, complexity and flavor that it is not boring. It's not nothing. Yeah. It's, but, it's really an interesting one. Again, like, for me, like, I would love to pour this into a wine slushy. <laughs> Personally, I would love this with my like Bacardi strawberry. strawberry daiquiri mix. We will have a different conversation. <laughs> However, I think the the thing with this one for me is that it, it is very much like an American wine, in that it's not so bone dry that you've got to have it with food. You yep. can just sit down on the couch on a Sunday afternoon and plow through just a bottle chill. of this. Maybe you've got some popcorn or something to, to take the edge off. But it sounds like it would be um, an incredible combo, though. Something yeah. salty with this sounds incredible. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh man, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Are you I feeling? Feel like good? I'm I'm doing okay. I think you're doing great. All right. I think great. you're absolutely doing a great job. This is such a long game. What did she guess on the Olympic? All right. Uh, sixteen. I guessed a zin and sixteen dollars. I would have yeah. guessed mid teens too. Yeah. I'm surprised. Again, a very. I mean, that's like again the kind of wine that I would buy and drink uh, for casual. Yeah. Knowing, again, knowing that we're going Harris Teeter yep. prices. So we've still got the ceiling left. Yep, the ceiling is still in left. four and five. That's correct. And are they both reds? They're both reds. Both reds. Okay. All right, so we're going in on D. That is correct. We are on our fourth. Give that a sniff. Oh. So it's pretty inky. It's pretty, it's kind of surprisingly sweet. This isn't nearly as bitter as many red wines I've had. I actually had that without having a visceral reaction. I'm looking at the color because... On first taste, it's so sweet and sort of jammy that I thought maybe it was a Pinot Noir, but I almost think this is like a bad Petite Syrah. Interesting. Where it's... And is that just the type of grape? Petite Syrah is the... Yes, they call it the varietal. Yeah. Um, So it's obviously a fuller-bodied wine because you can't really see through it. Is that what that means? I mean, well, if you hold it against a white background, you can kind of see a little bit better. Um... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. It's tough with the. I appreciate your game. The, we'll we'll do real blast this time. <laughs> um, maybe it is a pinot noir because it's a little lighter than it looks there. Yeah, 
I'm losing. I'm losing the. Have some water. Have some bread. Clear yourself out a little bit before you try this one. <laughs> Clear really, yourself out. Don't really taste a lot. I feel it on my tongue. But so you, so Jacob is describing that there's not a lot going on for his palate. And again, I Oak. recommend that you try a little bit of. You can feel the dryness for sure. Oak, like it feels. I like, honestly, like a, or tannin, maybe. I don't know. I'm for not a me, person, I am the type where I'm very sensitive to dry. Dry anything for me, dry and bitter are the two things that I react to most strongly. This I don't feel as dry. Maybe it's just not as offensive. The feeling me. on my tongue that I get is the feeling I get from an oaky bourbon, which is oak. Like it tastes like, it has the feeling of like, I feel like I have like oak wood grain on mm-hmm. my tongue. And that's the. Now we're waiting for Jen to get It's taken a journey. I don't, this is one of those things where. Red wine, that like once you open it, it's still going to breathe a little bit and change. Yep. So this may be part of that. Well, if you would like, I could give you a deferral. I think I'd if like to wanna, try number five. Let's try number five. Okay. And then we'll come back to, to this guy. So we'll keep this guy close. Okay. So we don't forget that this is an interesting stepper. Yeah. This is a little... I'm a little perplexed and these guys one. have been breathing a little bit for a couple minutes cool. so that should be good so now you can even compare them against each other for the first time number five is a little it's just a little darker than the first all right i don't know the varietal i'm gonna guess again zin for number four for D. number four and I think five is a cab, but a cheap one. I think it's, I think the zit here is your ceiling at 22. And I think the cab is like 13. Okay. If I told you they were both cabs. Okay. Would that change anything about your price points? Both cabs. Obviously I got the price points wrong. She's giving me a second chance. So. Why don't you go with your gut? Don't let me influence you. <laughs> I'm just asking questions because it's a game. And I am vying for Alex's job on Jeopardy. No. I think number four is the higher one. Okay. And now describe to me again a little bit about what you tasted in E, because we didn't really get to that. So initially for number, f- oh, for E. Yeah, um, the very last one, number five. It was drier to me. For me, number four, and this happened initially, it, it sort of punched me in the teeth off the bat, but not, not in like a super pleasant way. It was a little like, again, I think it just needed to open up a little bit. Mm. So four has taken a little bit more, I get more of the dryness on it now. Five. Five is drier in general. Or E, I'm sorry. It's okay. numbers. (laughs) It's the fifth one I served you. I feel like E is a little drier. Now I will say that I might be wrong on the price because I know that for me, like super dry red wines aren't what I like necessarily reach for first. Um, I like balance between like a long finish, fruit forward, but the dryness on the end. Mm-hmm. So for me, I might be more willing to pay more money for D than E. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally speaking, if if five is a cab, are these all American wines? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Again, knowing you and knowing that you do enjoy American wines, I uh, took that route. Number five has a little bit more... I think complexity, but again, if I'm sitting around on a Tuesday night, that may not necessarily be where I reach. Sure. Yeah. All right. So you're sticking with your price points. I think I am. So you've got number four, D, a cab at $22. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you've got number five, E, a cab at $13. Yep. 
The fourth one you had, D, the one that has given you so much trouble up to was this point. Was it like four bucks? No. It was $22. $21.99. This is over on Napa Valley, Cabernet Sauvignon. Aha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, now, number five. Number five? Is number it trash? Five. Is it trash um, Jacob, I'd like you to just reveal number five for us. Oh, God please. damn it. <laughs> so, you said. No. I- <laughs> We've all it's agreed not there's bad. nothing wrong with both sides. There is nothing wrong Box with both sides. Box wine can be So we have revealed that number five, E, is Boda Box mini box wine. All right, well, what's the price point? So can figure out per... $4.99 for three glasses worth. So mm-hmm. that's... But that's not like a bottle. $6 right. a bottle about? Because a bottle is like three to four glasses. If Ooh, you pour no, the right... That's if, for me. <laughs> What's a typical? A bottle is like five or six glasses. Okay, so, so someone do that math. We'll call it. What did you say it was? Four ninety nine. We'll call it. It's under ten bucks. Okay. Yeah. Great. I was close on that. I was within. You, you four. were there. You were within strike. Um, and I said I'll cab, so I'm going to give myself you got it. that. You got it. I so, got. I didn't get cab on this. I said Zen, but twenty two. I got yep, right. You got it. Okay. Well, so would you like to know your prize? Because I think you've yeah. done such a great job. Is it drinking the rest That's of the right. wine? That's right. You get to have any of the wine except the watermelon one, which is um, clearly mine. And clearly. Out, of, out of pity for you, I will take it out of your house because I know that it would offend you to even stay here. I would never <laughs> rip that watermelon bullshit from your grasp. My tiny grubby hands. <laughs> I know that you love it too much. Um, but this was super fun. So I had such a fun yeah, time doing this. this we will awesome. do this again. Originally, I was trying to decide, should I do all cabs? Should I, you know, and I'm not that good at this. I think that would have been very hard. I think this was the right way to go. And then you would embarrass me and I would end up being like, oh, this one's the expensive one. And it's $4, like, chuck nonsense. (laughs) I mean, look, I will be honest. I have bought those, the Boda boxes and whatever other brands there are to, like, go to the beach because I'm a monster and I'll drink red wine on the beach even when it's 90 degrees. But (laughs) they're not bad. Again, it's it's just in a different vessel and it's the same kind of mass-produced consistency. If you're looking for, like... A really fancy wine, that's not going to be it, but level set your own expectations, right? right? Yes, and I think this this is the whole point of the exercise, right, is I wanted to give you another opportunity to have a completely blind experience with things that, you know, you didn't have anything bad to say about. They all have their own, uh, except for the wine. Absolutely. (laughs) No, but everything that is a quality wine here, regardless of the price point, has... It's benefits, and again, that every individual person, you will find something that you want or you want to try within your price point. Right. There's so much flexibility here, and quality is has become so much more accessible. Well, and I think also the ability to, and we are fortunate in that we can like buy a bunch of stuff and compare it all at one time, which is, you know, we're, again, privileged people. But we are taking sponsors, though. So We, we are taking sponsors. Please help subsidize this but but for us to just be able to sit down and try a bunch of things and like cross-examine them it's kind of fun to to have that capability because that's how you figure out what you really like and and for you to sit down and try three different red wines that you would never normally i mean sometimes i bring one over and you're like i'll try it nope no thank you (laughs) the the same way that i am with with gin yeah and bourbon previous to our experience with thomas um you know, the more you get to try stuff and sort of understand it and pick it apart and figure out what the nuances are, I think the more you can appreciate it. I fully agree with that. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for well playing done. my little game. <laughs> grocery store wine roulette, I think, was a rousing success. I think grocery <laughs> store roulette might just have to be a game. That sounds great. Um, You know what I like, so it's probably not alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> so you can do chocolate. That works. I'll do that. Uh, that sounds great. Cheese. cheese. My name is Jen. My name's Abby. And this has been Amused Boosh. Boosh.